Hey, Dr. Mike here. So you want to live forever-ish? Well, then you got to know what's in and what's not. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. By the way, what is living forever-ish? Well, Dr. Crystal and I talk about it all the time. It's living longer, stronger, vibrant lives um, so that you can do what you want to do well, well past retirement. How's that, Dr. Crystal? <laughs> I like that. It's about the quality of life in your older yeah. years. Absolutely. All right. So we always talk about three ins and one out. The three ins are what you want to do or what you want to accomplish, what you want to follow if you want to live forever. And then, of course, the out is what you don't want because that's going to keep you from living forever. So let's get right into this. The first in for living forever ish is small, dense, HDL, and you want a whole bunch of them in your brain. Tell us why that's true, Dr. Crystal. Well, when you look at your HDL, we know that that is the transport truck, transporting fats around the body, lipids. Uh, and HDL is typically considered the good cholesterol, right, Dr. Mike? It's yeah, yeah. transporting uh, lipids away from the arteries. Uh, typically, it's kind of helps to recycle those lipids. Um, and then the second part of that, and this is just helping, I'm giving them a background, Dr. Mike. Thank you. <laughs> just so they can understand, <laughs> our listeners can understand where we're going. Typically, the size matters when you look <laughs> at those lipids. So if you are talking about LDL, you want your LDL particles to be large uh, and fluffy. When you look at HDL, we typically have wanted those to, to, to see our HDLs larger as well. That would mean that they have a, a better capacity yeah. to bigger pick truck. up those fats and bigger you truck. Know, recycle yeah. those fats, right? Yeah, yeah. Bigger yeah. truck. Well, what uh, researchers um, published in the Journal of the uh, Alzheimer's Association identified a new kind of correlation analysis that people who have higher levels of small HDL particles, smaller trucks in their cerebrospinal fluid performed better on cognitive tests. So this is shaking up hmm. the, the scientific community, Dr. Yeah. Mike. It is. Well, it makes me a little, I mean, as a clinician, I'm like, wait, what? Like, Because it, it doesn't fit our current understanding, right? Large, fluffy, better, small, dense, bad, whether it's LDL, HDL, it doesn't matter. But now you're telling me a bunch of small, dense HDL in the brain is good. That's what we're telling you. And so the question is, how does this relate to the everyday person? Um, I kind of think about the person who may have a family history of Alzheimer's disease, or you are concerned about brain health. You're wanting to, to identify your risk of maybe developing Alzheimer's disease. And this is just another piece of the puzzle that you may want to look at to consider whether or not you may or may not have a, a, a higher risk or lower risk yeah. uh, for developing Alzheimer's disease. Very interesting stuff, right? And it just shows you how we're, you know, science, medical science, the application of that medical science, what we call clinical medicine, it's just evolving all the time. 
And we're just learning more and more stuff. So living forever-ish, without a doubt, means a good brain, right? You know, good memory, good cognitive function, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And it turns out the more small, dense HDL that you have in your brain, the better off you just might be, especially when it comes to some of the dementias. Um, Let's move on to in number two. And this is dandelion. Now, I, okay, I'm not a botanist, but I'm pretty sure dandelion's a weed. Dr. Mike, you know what they say about weeds. They are plants that people just haven't found a use for them yet. Yet, I see. I'll tell you what, in Florida, I think we should accept weeds as just having like normal grass. Because then you'd never have to worry about fighting the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good approach, Dr. Mike. Yeah, well, uh, but why, why are dandelions in? What's going on here? Well, they're, they are full of nutrients, Dr. Mike. So as a, as a doctor of clinical nutrition and you see uh, a plant that is a good source of vitamins, minerals, particularly vitamins A and K, even some potassium, Um, then they are no longer a weed. They are a nutritious vegetable that's growing in your yard and you don't even know it. Now, I'm surprised at that list of uh, nutrients you just uh, laid out for us. You did not mention your favorite. Fiber. They're full (laughs) of fiber too, right? I know. That's my favorite. I can't believe you didn't say that. The, the root is, um, it is going to give you some fiber. Um, most people probably aren't eating the root. So that's kind of why I sort of left that out. Uh, but dandelion tea is really nice. Actually, yeah. Dr. Mike, I, I associate dandelion with helping me with water weight, personally speaking. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it, it, so there's something there maybe with regulating water balance in the body, maybe yes, kidney but, health, bowel health, something along those lines. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there is also research with dandelion and uh, constipation, uh, cholesterol and triglycerides, even skin health. But let me, are we talking about supplementation here? I mean, you mentioned tea. Okay. I can see that. Um, but should we consider the flower, the the stems, that kind of stuff to be almost edible and you could add these to salads and stuff? Or or is it really a capsule? The leaves are uh, are nice as a salad. So we're we're talking food and capsule. Okay. Uh, so if you have some dandelion, especially the the young dandelion, they're nice. It's kind of like a arugula. Yeah. A little, oh, little bitter, not little as peppery. peppery. Okay. It's not, okay. it's not as peppery, uh, which that's one aspect of arugula that I like. Shout out to arugula. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. We, we did a whole salad thing recently, right? We talked a lot about arugula. We found out both of us like that. <laughs> yes. Ooh, so, so I know. So, so dandelion sounds great. Add it to your salads, teas. I'm, I'm sure there's probably already teas available. Um, the stem, if you can get in some way, would be some, some decent fiber. I'm going to move on to end number three, but one of the things that caught my attention, dandelion root is also really good for producing new skin cells, 
which I think is interesting because I'm now in my 50s and I need some new skin cells. Anyways, all right, moving on to in number three. Hey, this is awesome. Weight loss. All you need is about 5% and you will make a big difference in your body. Maybe you still can't fit into the pants that you want to fit into that you used to or the dress or whatever, but 5% weight loss is really good metabolically speaking. Tell us a little bit about that. It's good metabolically speaking, um, decreasing weight by only 5%. Now that's less weight on your knees. So anyone who's dealing with arthritis um, targets blood sugar, so prevents type 2 diabetes, helps to improve HDL, decreases triglyceride, uh, supports healthy blood pressure, you sleep better. I mean, all of the above, when you look at um, just that 5% uh, weight management, and Dr. Mike, you mentioned metabolically, but I would have to say that that 5% weight loss is a, it's helpful mentally. Many people feel overwhelmed when they start thinking about just how much weight they need to lose. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. feel like it's a daunting. Uh, it, it is. It is daunting. <laughs> I mean, and come on. Right. I mean, it's. I mean, you. I mean, you tell somebody, oh yeah, you got to lose a hundred pounds. You have to lose fifty pounds, and that right there is just. But I think it's a lifestyle thing, and that there are these increment little successes that can make a big difference, not just in how you look in the mirror, but how your body inside is working. Yes. And, and so now when you start looking at nutritional support, um, nutrients, herbs, supplements um, to help you manage your weight or help to kind of give you a little bit of a boost, you know, don't don't look for those things with these claims, you know, 20 pounds in, <laughs> in, in a day. <laughs> you know, and, and so that's something that that you're seeing now is research. Uh, a couple of herbs in particular, um, the, the indicus flower, um, mangosteen fruit, there's research now where they can be beneficial with providing nice, modest uh, weight right. management or weight loss. And your body has a chance to adapt and adjust to that weight loss when it's happening. So yeah. you don't have Very kind good. of the rebound effect that often occurs. Yeah. I love it. 5% weight loss, significant health benefits. There's, and that's something to focus on a little, little by little as you're, as you have maybe that larger goal in mind, right? That, that what you are doing, dropping a little weight does mean something. And that I think could be very important to you, to people. All right. So that's the three ends. What's the out to living forever ish where the out is elevated a one C now, Dr. Crystal, you and I talk about sugar a lot, and we will continue to talk about excess sugar because it's all over the place and it's causing all kinds of problems with people. Tell us about what is A1C and why don't I want it or why don't I want it to be high? <laughs> right. Uh, so it's a measurement of glycated hemoglobin. And when we talk about glycated hemoglobin, what that means is whenever you have sugar in the bloodstream, that sugar likes to bind to your proteins. And, and what it does, it kind of fries those proteins. It's, it's a, it causes those proteins and, and your fats to become 
uh, non-functional. And so what the research is showing us is that glycated hemoglobin or that hemoglobin that is no longer functional is giving us a sign. It's a key or really a view into what's happening all around the body. And it's typically used to identify diabetes. Is your diabetes medication working for you? Is, are, is it keeping it under control? So it's kind of measuring the average blood sugar level over about a three-month period. But now we're seeing that A1C is linked to higher risk of cardiovascular mortality. Yeah, so it's not yeah. just about diabetes, Dr. Mike. Well, you know, it's so it, A1C is, as you mentioned, is it's, it's a, it's a protein that sugar attacks, right. And that's called glycation. And, and that's really where the, 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 the consequences of, of diabetes comes from it's glycation and gly, you know, sugar can attack protein that are on your nerves on, in your eyes and your kidneys and what have you. And so that's keeping this low is a good sign that you're not over glycated. Is, is that a good way to maybe That's say that? That's a good right? point, Dr. You don't Ryan, want to yes. be over glycated. And so keeping A1C um, in a more optimal range is important to living forever. So there you go. All right. Three ins and an out. We had small HDL for your brain. Believe it or not, that could be good. We had dandelion, right? A lot of good nutrients there. Um, water balance, constipation, what have you. And then of course, 5% weight loss makes a big difference. And then what's out is an elevated A1C. Dr. Crystal, thanks for joining me today. Hey, don't forget at liveforeverish.com, tons more podcasts, liveforeverish.com. Go there, like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.